Welcome back, my friends. You might have noticed that the moments you most need mindfulness, when you're stuck or confused, reactive, insecure, it can seem like your practice has gone out of the window. You have no idea how to access presence. And this is why so many people have found that the RAIN meditation is their go-to practice in those moments of reactivity. So let's now take a closer look at RAIN. The acronym stands for four intentional steps in paying attention. Recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. And then after those steps, we take another pause for what I call after the rain, which is when we actually sense the presence that's emerged and the shift from where we started. And that helps to make it more accessible in the future to us. Now, there's a mythical story from the Buddhist tradition that highlights the basic elements of rain. And when the Buddha would teach periodically, the shadow god Mara would appear. Now, Mara was the expressions of the shadow side, all the painful emotions like shame, fear, anger, greed, hatred, delusion. So Mara would appear as this figure lurking around the edges of the gathering where the Buddha was teaching. And basically what Mara represents is that when these energies take over, they become a prison. So the Buddha's close followers would get dismayed, but this was not the Buddha's reaction. Instead, he'd pause and then he'd respond to Mara by saying, I see you, Mara. Come, let's have tea. Now, from a psychological perspective, this response to our shadow side is radically different from our typical habits of ignoring it or denying it or judging it or trying to fix it all of which reinforce our coverings, our small identity. Um, consider it. I see you, Mara. That's a kind of recognizing and allowing that Mara's here. That's part of the reality of right now. And then having tea with Mara. We're investigating, which is getting to know Mara, and nurturing, which is befriending. So as we'll see, each step in rain helps us respond to Mara and reconnect with the gold. A couple of broad comments on rain. First of all, the length of the practice can range from under, under a couple minutes to more like 30 or 45 minutes as you do with a full meditation sitting or a therapy session. So what this means is you can practice a short version of rain whenever you feel triggered by Mara. You know, even if you're at work, you can pause long enough to walk through it in a way that brings you back to center. You can do rain when you're alone. You can also do it with a therapist. It's a valuable tool. Or with a peer. You can use, do it with a peer or a small group, uh, which I find really deepens the practice. And that kind of information on that is on my website. And if you want to do a deeper dive in any part of RAIN, it's part of uh, Radical Compassion. My, my latest book is a guide in RAIN. But what I want to emphasize right now is that if there's trauma, if you're feeling deeply unsafe, it's important to go to the end of RAIN to nurture before you do the full practice of RAIN. And this is because you can't work with trauma unless there's enough safety. 
and some forms of nurturing, of comforting, of grounding, of calming, actually give us the resilience so that we can then walk through the steps that actually deeply transform and heal. But the final thing is, if there's a lot of trauma, it's safest to do it with a therapist. So now let's look at one woman's experience. Her name was Brianna, using RAIN dealing with a challenging work situation. And for Brianna, the most difficult part of her new job was the, the weekly staff meetings with the CEO of her corporation. And he was, he was a brusque guy, and he'd cut off anyone he thought was wasting his time. And so even though she was highly qualified for the position, I mean, she knew her competence, he intimidated her, and she'd kind of go into brain freeze and not really communicate her ideas and perspectives from strength. So she was familiar with this, this anxiety, fig anxiety around authority figures, and we decided to work with Rain before she went into those meetings. So during the hours leading up to the meeting, she knew when she was below the line, you know, when she was caught in reactivity, and that was her signal to pause and face Mara. So the R of RAIN for her was to recognize anxiety. And I encouraged her to mentally whisper the word. And as, as you may know, this mental noting, saying the word mentally, is actually very helpful. Um, research studies show that when you name an unpleasant emotion, it decreases in intensity. So, and this is because the process of, of mental labeling actually activates our executive functioning and quiets the limbic system. The shaman put it this way, they say, when you name a fear, it loses its power. So that's the first step, recognize, and for her, just whispering that name. The second step, A, is allow. And that's willingly letting the feeling be there rather than trying to ignore it or bury it with busyness. And I want to say that while this goes counter to our conditioning, there is a wisdom in us that knows that what we resist persists and that anything other than allowing is really fighting the present moment. So it does help, though, with allow if you'd like to, to do a little self-coaching. I often say to myself, this belongs, just like the waves in an ocean belong. Um, it's part of my experience, or I sometimes whisper yes, or let be, let be. Okay, recognize, allow. The next step was investigate. And by the way, it helps a lot to bring interest and gentleness when you investigate. And for Brianna, when she started investigating, she had a, a dry mouth and tight chest and pounding heart and stomach was in knots. And to say here that the biggest misunderstanding about investigation is that it's cognitive. You might think of it like 95% of investigation somatic. It's, it's finding out where the, uh, where the suffering or pain is in our bodies. And um, as they say, the issues are in our tissues. So, investigate primarily in the body and it helps with investigating to put your hand where you're feeling the experience to direct your breath to it to help steady the attention with brianna i had her put her hand on her belly because that's where she was reeling the biggest knots and to breathe long and deep with the feeling and i invited her to continue investigating by asking a really important question what's this anxiety most need 
how does it want me to be with it? That leads into nurture because what she found out, and this was the response she got from her own body, is the anxiety wanted her to accept that it was there, accept that this was natural, that it belonged, let it be okay that it was there. So that was her nurturing message. She sent a message inwardly, it's okay you're here, this belongs. She did that several rounds with kindness, and then she sat quietly for a few moments, remember, after the rain, and, and sensed in that pause the presence that was there, that she had more presence, more space. There was still anxiety, but there was no more room for it. So this was a light rain, just a couple of minutes. And after being introduced, she just kept practicing it before the meetings. And then even during the meetings, she could go through it inwardly, just recognizing, oops, anxious, allow, feel it, investigate in her body, and just say, it's okay, this belongs. And she found that she was developing a pathway back to some inner ease and, and her confidence built up. And she told me that even though she still felt anxious around her boss, she had more access to her intelligence, to her creativity. You know, she could respond and be more true to herself. She was, she was living from the gold. So I share this with you because rain is rarely a one-shot. The patterns are deeply grooved, but the good news is whatever you practice will get stronger. So if instead of replaying reactivity, you can learn to pause and deepen your attention with rain, if you can have tea with Mara, you will be able to reconnect with your most valued inner resources. Thank you.